You're listening to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. Alabama first and 10 on the 12. Again, Houston. He's got a hole. He's over. Alabama touchdown. I'm just wondering if your listeners know how good a football player you were. I can still see you playing that fullback, knocking those players out of the way. I believe I could have run behind you. Martin, I can remember when we came to center and you were playing fullback up there. And I saw you in the weight room and watched it, watched it work out in the weight room. If you could pick up, you were strong enough to pick up the whole weight room. I wanted to fix it, and I ran him back to the Biggest mistake we ever made. The Martin Houston Show with national championship winning fullback Martin Houston. Giving you one hour of intense, hard-hitting analysis from an insider's perspective. It's time for the Martin Houston Show on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9 on your radio dial, the Martin Houston Show fan page on Facebook, at Martin Houston 35 on Twitter. Give us a like, give us a follow, give us a share. Let us know what's on your mind. Tell your family and friends about what's happening on your home for Alabama Sports Tide 100.9. Remember that this is the day that the Lord has made, so let's rejoice and be glad. And it takes some time today. To notice someone, love someone, serve someone. You be the difference you want to see in the world today. Also, while you're out there, you're looking for a great place to stay connected with everything that's going on. Make sure you follow at Tide 109, Tide 109, as well as bookmark Tide109.com. Good morning, Joe. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing great today, Martin. How about yourself? Hey man, I, I, it's, it's another day. It's a hump day edition, uh, and we are up and at them on a beautiful Wednesday morning. Got a great show lined up for the people, uh, and want to encourage them to get in on the conversation at 205-342-9904, The Taco Casa hotline is open uh, for business, so... Once again, you can be a part of the conversation. It's the Sound of Bama Sports, your show, your team. So go ahead and get in on that conversation. Uh, of course, we will close out today's show with Scotty Hollins, as we always do on Wednesday, with the Johnson and Marshall Dentistry Christian moment of the week. But got some interesting topics for uh, today. Kind of hopefully get some interaction with our listeners and our viewers, uh, whether they do it via Facebook or uh, calling in. Uh, one of the topics is you're the OC for the day. Joe, you know, Joe, you know, one of the big things that people do uh, is, um, is they sit back and they critique the play calling, right? They literally critique the play calling of what's happening in the game. Uh, and if they were out there, this is what they would do. So I'm going to give them a chance to do that today. Uh, you're the OC of the day. It's been a long, long off-season, extremely long. Christmas Eve steroid edition off-season, where it seems like it's never going to end, but it's finally about to end, and you get to be the OC. So you have this talented Alabama offense 
Where are you going on the offensive side of the ball? I'm going to give you a moment to think about that. Which play are you going to run first? Are you going to use Najee Harris? Are you going to uh, put confidence in that offensive line right off the bat and say, hey, you're going to be Maulers? Or are you going to uh, put it in the hands of Devontae Smith and say, hey, thank you for coming back? Are you going to say, Jalen Waddle, let's start your Hodgman run? Or, or are you going to even get confidence in the tight ends that's going to play a critical role? Where, where are you going as an offensive coordinator? Because uh, you're the OC for the day, and you get to choose and pick which play uh, you're going to do. What would you do? You've had all offseason to think about it. Uh, are you going to uh, say, Mac Jones, we believe in you. Let's start this era off correctly. So I'll give you a moment to think about that. And then also uh, we're going to look at some key matchups uh, potentially in this game. Uh, and what, what, what do you see strengths and weaknesses potentially uh, and opportunities and threats for uh, this game for Alabama versus Mizzou? We'll look at those and break those down as we move throughout the morning. Also, when we look at the Mizzou game, um, what does Missouri have to do to win this game? On this what if uh, Wednesday, Mizzou wins if they do what? I'd love to get your thoughts on that. Joe and I will be talking about those different things. Uh, Joe, and one other, and, and we may push this off to tomorrow. We may push it off to, to Friday. But I've been thinking, that we, we've had the offseason, uh, and what's the ugliest part of the game? What would be the ugly? You know, we always, we can't wait to see it, but you know there's going to be some ugly plays, Joe, uh, in, in this game. Let's go ahead and ha- have that conversation uh, I, I, uh, th- this morning. When you look at this particular game, uh, it's, man, you've been wait- we've been waiting, we've been waiting, we've been waiting. We were so excited. But there was no spring. Uh, there was an extended camp, uh, but not really saving. It's been interesting. He said not really a fall camp because you never really got in this, this routine and grind of going every day. It was practice a day or two off, practice a day or two off. And so there was never really this big time uh, continuation of practicing ongoing. So the guys may have not really ever got into the swing of things. So, uh, uh when you look at the game, I think it could be ugly. Uh, and if you're Mizzou, that may be what you want. Or do you want a clean play game if you're Mizzou? Uh, do you want it to rain? What's going to be the ugliest part of the game uh, in, in terms of this? Have you given any thought to, to, to what could absolutely go wrong in terms of ugliness of Alabama taking on Mizzou? I mean, in my opinion, the only ugly thing that can happen is if people get hurt. We'll, we'll play a good game, and uh, with the twenty-eight point line, we'll get, I mean, we'll wipe them off the off the field, and it'll be. Uh, I, I'm just hoping everybody gets out of there without getting hurt. If you look in the last two weeks of the NFL, you've seen this past week's uh, ACLs left and right, left and right, and I'm just hoping we don't experience any of that injury bug without the uh, fall camp to kind of get us ready for that. Yeah, and, and you know, the, when you say injuries, I, I was like. It was kind of crazy the number of injuries. I think there was seven ACLs in the NFL. Like not just injuries, but season-ending injuries. And 
I think is contributed to something different. The NFL really had a different approach. As different as the college game was, Joe, this year, the NFL totally did away with preseason games. They, and so these guys, they're, they're not used to going out there and the first time they play a game uh, or, or the second time they're playing a game having to play that long. They're used to building up. The difference between them and college is college it doesn't usually have uh, any warm-up games, you know, to, to get ready. Uh, they 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 just start boom from from summer to and I think that had a little bit of do to do with it. So here here's a couple of things and we'll talk about these real quick. Uh, things that potentially could be ugly as a result of having had a shortened off season. And one of those is conditioning. And I wonder how much the conditioning played into some of these injuries. I did not get to see the injuries, uh, but I know. Uh, there's an old saying, Joe, fatigue makes cowards of us all. Uh, no matter, I don't care, you can be the best player in the world, but when you when you can't uh, breathe and you feel like you're about to swallow your tongue uh, and, and you have to put your hands on your hips and you're trying to trying to get out of uh, the, the play and you're not finishing plays, man, you're standing around piles. It It's just not a good thing. And so I think conditioning – uh, will be a huge part of not just Alabama games. I think that could have contributed to the NFL. But think about the number of comebacks we've already seen or, or second-half flip-flops uh, you've seen in the college football game. None more evident than than Army coming back from 24 down. And so – when you look at, at condition, I think conditioning really, really is a huge, huge part. But that's not the only part. When you, when you lack conditioning, you know what immediately follows the lack of conditioning on the football field? Mental lack mistakes. Go ahead. Go ahead, Joe. Lack of, lack of focus and mental mistakes. Yes. I mean, so many mental mistakes, uh, it, because you just, when, when, when you, when you can't, Breathe. It's hard to think. <laughs> you're, you're, you're more focused on getting your breath. So you start seeing a lot of little mental things like um, uh, jumping off sides, uh, delay of games, players, you know, busting plays. You start seeing and you don't see all of those as, as uh, players. I mean, as fans. Uh, you don't always see all the mental mistakes. So I think those two kind of go hand in hand. If if a team's not well conditioned. And I don't think there's going to be a problem with Alabama with the way they were able to do things with the Apple Watches and different things like that. I don't think we're going to have an issue with them being well-conditioned. I think Alabama will be one of the better-conditioned teams out there. Uh, And so hopefully we won't have very many mental mistakes. Uh, Another area that you have to be concerned with uh, is special teams. Uh, Based on how a coach does it, you know, like at the high school level, Joe, one of the advantages that, that we think we have, we've practiced some form of special teams at Northridge High School. We practice some version every single day. There, there hasn't been a practice since we started camp that we have not practiced field goal, extra point, punt, punt return, kickoff, kickoff return. We practice one of those every single day. And, and, and therefore, we feel like that's a strength for our team. 
And, and, and a lot of times when you, when you're limiting on your time and, and things like that and you don't get live reps, that's the one area that can sneak up, uh, to, to hurt you. And a lot of people, you, you know, they say it's what, how many plays, you know, per game when you start thinking about it. It's not a lot of plays, Joe, but you know what Coach Stallings' philosophy was? One third of the game is special teams. One third of the game is special teams. So, uh, without a doubt, uh, we want to make sure uh, that we we get that. Uh, let's go ahead uh, and get the break here. We'll we'll pick up this conversation. I got a couple more, uh, two more areas I think um, could be ugly. Uh, one regarding the teams, one regarding an uh, influence on the game, but not necessarily the players themselves. We have a couple callers we want to get to as well. So you stay tuned right here to the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9, and we'll continue this conversation. Remember, I'm looking for the OC of the day. If you were calling the plays, what would be the first play of the game on Saturday? If you were the guy calling the plays, and don't forget, we're still looking for score predictions for this Saturday, uh, Alabama versus Mizzou. You listen to the Martin Houston Show on Top 100.9, and we want to thank our great sponsors like Taco Casa, quality, taste, and value under the biggest cactus in town, 205-342-9904. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the towns of Nissan Traffic Center, no wrecks, but we are seeing some light rain around the area, so please drive carefully. 69 northbound slope from Bear Creek to Skyland, McFarland slope between 15th Street and Skyland. If you see other conditions, give us a call. It's the fall saving spectacular, and it's going on right now at Towns of Nissan. You'll get top dollar for your trade today. I'm Captain Ray. Mostly cloudy today, the chance of a few widely scattered showers, the high 73. For tonight, showers becoming more likely with the low at 59. Tomorrow, cloudy and cool with rain likely much of the day, the high in the low 70s at 72. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. Scott Smith and Southmark Design doing business for 17-plus years, specializing in graphic design services, commercial printing, promotional products, advertising specialties, and so much more. Basically, any and everything you would need to advertise, promote, and grow your business. Through strong partnerships, strong customer service, and creative ideas, they'll help you market and grow your business. Give Scott a call at 205-292-4680 or email scottis at comcast.net and visit them online at southmarkdesign.com. Interact with the Martin Houston Show by calling us at 205-342-9904 or tuning into the Martin Houston Show on Facebook. You're back in with the Martin Houston Show on Todd 100.9. Just a couple quick other things that potentially could be ugly on Saturday, especially if rain is a part of the game. And if anybody remember, oh, man, when we went over to Mizzou uh, a few years back, and it was a monsoon show uh, without having had a lot of practice. Uh, turnovers could be a big part of the game. And to me, that's one of the key things that Mizzou needs to hang their heads on is if they can get some quick change of uh, momentum type of plays uh, with turnovers. And last but not least, and we can dig into all of this conversation uh, more, uh, but we got a couple callers I want to get to uh, as well. But officials, 
You know who else didn't get a lot of work, who, who, who may be a little behind? Um, is the officials. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how well they do um, in, in terms of the game. And Alabama already uh, statistically many times uh, to be as good a team as they are, many times one of the most penalized teams uh, in terms of uh, holding calls against uh, and one of the lower penalties. Uh, penalized teams when it comes to holding calls for and with the fact that we're supposed to have a more improved defensive pass rush it'll be interesting to see uh if alabama gets any love when it comes to uh the officiating and a fair shake when it comes to pass rush we have uh robert from brookwood calling in robert you in with the martin houston show uh what's on your mind man what's going on brother uh nothing much like, I like to talk to winners, and y'all did, y'all done a good winning job every Friday night. You got a good game. You got a good game plan. You got a good team. Congratulations. Thank you, sir. Hey, uh, you were talking about refs. You uh, got me a little nervous. You mean they could make miss a lot of bad calls? I mean, what what the the whistle? The whistle. Me and Jumbo was talking about that. The whistle blowing seems like in NFL. If you college game, players can't. Hear the whistle and they keep going. Is that what your concern is? Well, no. My my concern is is I, it's if you go back and look statistically, I mean, and it may be I wear crimson colored glasses in some sense, and it seems much worse than it is. But you can go back and look at some of the numbers. Alabama just seems to get more calls in terms of when we hold and uh, in, in, in things than. The other teams, when they hold us, Alabama, the year, the, the one of the worst I remember, I think Alabama was ranked like number 125 out of, at this point, I think it was 128 teams uh, for penalties against, meaning if someone committed a penalty holding, uh, Alabama was, you know, holding Alabama, the refs just didn't call it, Robert. Uh, the year that we had like that crazy defensive line led by Jonathan Allen, we were like the least penalized team. I mean, for uh, we were like. Well, why? Why is that? Why is that, Martin? I mean, I, everybody I, I from LSU wants to say the SEC office is for Bama, but the referees always say different every year. They're they're not biased toward Alabama. They call everything. Not not. You're totally correct. I, I think subconsciously, um, some some calls are judgmental. Uh, judgment calls, even though to us they're obvious. Uh, I think sometimes officials just, you know, like they're just trying to make the game competitive sometimes. I, that's the only thing I can figure out. It seems to me that it, it, it's really biased. Uh, and like I said, I, I will admit that I know that some of that has to do with. Well, brother, you know, that, that call, that call before the halftime with the Auburn game, that, that was incredible. And then that call with LSU, they reviewed it. The players foot definitely stepped out and come back in. They still gave them the ball. That, that 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 to me told me I, that's just man I was I, I was don't frustrated. I get a lot of the close calls either. I think yeah. so, um, but I, I you know when when we keep winning, I, I guess it it doesn't hurt as bad. But in both of those instances, I think they were game changing. They were, brother, definitely. That, that, that could have changed the outcome of both of those games. Who do you, real quick? Who do y'all got this Friday night? We play Gordo. Um, we, oh, we traveled uh, down to, to reform in Gordo. Uh, they're uh, five and zero. We're five and zero. Of course, 
we're a 6A school, they're a 4A school. Um, it seems that th- people seem to think that we're taking them lightly because we have uh, Hillcrest next week. You know, the most amazing thing about our kids, I've not heard one kid this week mention Hillcrest, uh, which shows a sign of maturity, but also shows a sign of respect uh, for Gordo and what, what they do. Uh, this is by far the best team we've played, but we also think we're the best team they've played, and we feel like yeah. uh, things we do, Robert, um, they hadn't seen a whole lot of. Uh, because they've played a lot of teams that run option or, or you know, um, uh, well, we're struggling. We're struggling at Brookwood. We're struggling at Brookwood this year. But I thought we had a good rush. We got over 200 yards against a good Northridge defense, and I was proud of that. So, mate, we can grow from it. Going into y'all's game, we we were we were number two in six A and only giving up six points a game. And I think you guys got 16 on us. So. Uh, well, it was 31 to 16. Great game plan offensively. Just didn't have enough horses on the defense. No, nah, we uh, didn't, especially on the defensive the line. 31 to 16, we, we recovered onside kick and uh, we were driving. I thought, oh man, oh man. And then we <laughs> missed it. Yeah. Hey, I, I thought it was, I thought it was a good effort. I was proud of them. So they, good luck they, to they y'all. They did give good effort. So I appreciate uh, it. Robert, thank you, thank time, you for your testimony. Have, have a good one. All right, let's get to Pat. Pat, you in with the Mark Houston Show. What's on your mind, man? Good morning, Martin. Hey, it's going to be a dry track Saturday. Have uh, a hey, sunshine all day. And by the end of the ball game, it's going to be 72 degrees, Martin. Hey, and uh, hey, that don't spell fatigue for Alabama, sir. It does not. So you think you think fatigue only happens when when it's hot? Uh, well, no, ain't what I'm saying. I'm just saying is that we're going to play a lot of people. We're going to be able to play a lot of people because the score, I had a, I just, I just think that, oh, and, and, and this is where I'm coming from is that, oh, we've got, oh, a, a, a how do you say, a stable of wide receivers mm-hmm. that, uh, hey, and, but now, oh, yesterday I called in to that uh, bearded wonder in the afternoon, and hey, they were still talking. I called in at two thirty, and they were still talking about me at five o'clock. That uh, because I said that oh, uh, our quarterback is going to be oh uh, removed early, and then and and Bryce Young is going to be going to roll for at least four touchdowns. And they, and they all said that I'm uh, been wearing my mask too tight. <laughs> that uh, hey, they all they they were they were still talking about my mask. They said that I'm uh, breathing in fumes from uh, the uh, uh, a generator down on the Gulf Coast. That uh, you know, it I just can't understand what part of Bryce Young is the future of the University of Alabama they don't understand. And that Bryce is gonna have to be a uh a <laughs> we gotta pacify him, Morton. And uh I just and, and the thing about it is a hey, Paul Tyson's gonna be doing mop up duty in the fourth quarter and he's gonna show you something too. And we're still so, gonna be throwing so the ball because these wide receivers because of COVID everybody's gonna be touching the ball, Morton. And, they, so and there's not going to be a, Hold on. there's Hold one on. ball. Let me clarify. Let me clarify uh-huh. that. 
You say Bryce Young is the future, so yep. we have to pacify him. Okay. Yes. Um, so does that mean that we don't keep Mac Jones engaged? Uh, the, I, I mean, let me tell you that. I said, I said, I said, I don't think that early on in the ball game, uh, they're going to be able to play with Alabama for a quarter. And I don't think Mike, I don't think Mike, when Mike has his opportunity, I don't think Mike's going to be able to produce like, oh, everybody thinks he is. Did I just hear you say that you don't think Mac Jones is going to be able to produce, or you think Mac Jones has gotten worse since last year? I, I, I just don't feel like I just don't feel like Mike's going to be able to year. produce when he gets his opportunity, and that uh, that they'll be able to play with Alabama for a quarter, or uh, and maybe a quarter and a half. But Alabama will explode between uh, the midway, the second quarter, and the end of the ball game, and we're going to roll up fifty something points. Okay, uh, hold on, Pat. Pat, I, I know I don't hear you saying that Mac Jones is going to be benched because that's what you're saying mm-hmm. because he he because he he can't get the job done against Missouri. And we're going to bring in a true freshman uh, who has no spring. The last time you saw him play was high school, uh, and he's gonna he's gonna all of a sudden run up four touchdowns. Uh, so if we're going to get fifty points, that means that that Mac Jones already had four touchdowns. Unless you're saying Tyson's going to get touchdowns, because if if we get fifty six points, isn't that twenty eight and twenty eight? Yes, sir. So, so, so when Mac Jones goes out, we're up by four. Unless you're giving Tyson a touchdown. When, Tyson when, Mike, a touchdown. when Mike Jones goes out, we're only up by three. So, so, so it's not Mac Jones that's not producing. It's the defense because if we have four touchdowns against Missouri and we're only up by three, Pat, our defense is in trouble. Um, but hey, no, no. What I'm defense? saying, what I'm saying is, is that. Hey, our defense, they're not going to be able to run against our front seven. There's no, if they, if they can run against our front seven, I'll pay for Ryan Martin. That, uh, because I, I thoroughly believe that this defense is incredible. Our problem is, is that they're going to have to come out and throw the ball. They're going to have to throw, throw, throw. And my next caller, but you're contradicting yourself, Pat. You, I, I, and I'm, I'm going to have to let you go. I have to get the Ellis before we get the yeah. break here. But you're contradicting yourself, Pat, with, 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 with what you're saying based on the fact that you're saying that that Mac Jones is going is not getting the job done. We're only up by three. Uh, Bryce Young is going to score four touchdowns, which gives us 28 points. But we're only leading by three when Mac Jones comes out. So that either means Tyson. I said, scores I said a lot. three touchdowns. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Tyson either scores a lot, or Mac Jones had got us twenty-eight points. Because you said we we're going to score fifty-something points. Yep. And so, so either we're going to score a lot late uh, with Tyson, 
And if Tyson comes in and scores a lot late, maybe he should be the quarterback because he's going to be throwing the backup guys. I'm just saying. And then you said our defense isn't defense is going to be really great. So you're either saying that they can't run the ball and they're that our defensive backfield is going to be garbage because they're going to have 25 points uh, against us because we're only going to be up by three when Matt Jones. No, no, no. I didn't say up by three. I said we're going to be up by three touchdowns whenever. Oh, Bryce comes in. We're gonna. He's, so gonna, he's, gonna, Matt, he's gonna throw. Three touchdowns. How's Matt Jones not getting the job done? Man, uh, hey, they gonna hey, spread the ball. Back. We got one ball. We got a whole bunch of running backs, Morton, and they're not oh, gonna throw that God. much. Matt, and Matt, they ain't gonna throw that Matt. much till Bryce comes in. And Matt. when Bryce comes in, he's gonna light it up. Oh my God. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's get to Thanks, hey, I had to get it stirred up this morning, Martin. Hey, let's see what they got. What Ellis is gonna say from Tennessee? Tell All Ellis right. wearing that mask. All right, bye bye. Bye. Hey, Ellis, you in with the Martin Houston show? What's on your mind, man? Never will wear a mask. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Lord have mercy! What is wrong with him? I like that, but good grief! You know. <laughs> Wow. Don't nobody like, you know, they think, you know, you got to have Bryce Young in. Got to have Bryce Young in. Hey, uh, Ellis, Ellis, I, I, I love my boy Pat, but his score prediction was 49 to 12, but he just said we were going to score 50 something points. So, uh, uh, it, it, I told him he would look confused. So, uh, what you got for us, Ellis? <laughs> confused. That's the word. Uh, uh, I'm worried about ugly stuff like you've been talking about uh, penalties. Yeah, I, I can see penalties. And, and the penalties a lot of times come from, first of all, bad officiating could be part of it, but not always. Uh, then you have the mental errors, which, you know, it, it can directly be linked to um, to the conditioning. So that I think – it's going to be interesting to see how well conditioned we are and see if the investment in Dr. Ray and uh, Coach Ballou pays off. I think that's going to be huge, Ellis. I, I think it is, too. But uh, I just think, you know, Matt Jones, you know, I, I, I think he's a good quarterback. You know? Oh, uh, he, he, he showed that he, he can play He might not be a or a, uh, or a Bryce Young, but uh, – He's somebody like A.J. McCarron and people like that that got and Jay Barker that got the job done. Yeah. You know, and uh, they, he has more talent around him than any of those guys you just named. Do, do what now? I said he has more talent around him than any of those guys you just named to boot. So if he's as good as they are, uh, the guys you named, and on top of that, he has more talent around him. I think Mac Jones will be fine. That doesn't mean Bryce Young isn't going to play. I think Bryce Young will get to play. Um, but I don't think it's because uh, Mac Jones played bad. And that's what Jim no, Harrison said. I, no, I don't Jim think Harrison it's said, because I think Bryce will get his chance, bad. but I don't think it'll be because uh, Jones stinks it up, and I totally agree with Jim Harrison on that. All right. Uh, you got anything else to say- before we get to break? Uh, well, did you see that uh, where uh, uh, Devontae Smith, uh, what he had to say about Matt Jones? I, I did not. Uh, what did he say? That uh, 
just basically, you know, he's our man, you know. Uh, I, I'm with him, you know. Uh, Matt Jones, there's something that Saban always talks about, and he has not even mentioned it one time this year. For the last whatever number of years, uh, even predating uh, Jalen with Coker and Sims and and all of those guys, he always said, hey, the guy who wins the team will be the quarterback. He's not even had to say that, which tells me that Mac Jones has clearly uh, in that locker room won this team over as the man. Uh, that doesn't mean that Bryce Young doesn't – they don't have faith in Bryce Young if he has to come into play, but it means that, that, that there's been no question about who the leader of this team is on the offensive side of the ball and possibly even defensively he, he's had carryover because uh, we've not heard Saban have to say anything about winning the team over. Uh, thanks, Ellis. Appreciate you, man. Call back anytime. All right, buddy. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Come back on the other side. We'll have our first edition of True False uh, this uh, 2020 season as we kick things a little closer to kick off a Saturday night as Alabama travels over uh, to Mizzou to take on the Missouri Tigers. We will be back to, to have a little True False. You stay tuned for more of the Martin Houston Show on Tide 100.9. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks, but our roadways are a bit wet, so please drive carefully. We also have some slow traffic on 69 up near Martin Road and congestion on Skyland at McFarland. If you see other conditions, just give us a call. It's the Fall Savings Spectacular that's going on right now at Townsend Nissan. You'll get top dollar for your trade today. I'm Captain Ray. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show, and I want to tell you about one of our great sponsors, Overflow Express Wash. Their mission is to provide great customer service with a showroom clean car and an exceptional customer service experience. They have the basic car wash that starts at $7, but you need to check out the premium wash packages, which start as low as $12 and go up to $20. They also have a membership wash club that you can get for starting at $23.99, going up to $39.99. In other words, just double the regular premium package, drop a penny, and you can be one of the great members of Overflow Express Wash. My family and I keep our cars looking good inside and out by using Overflow Express Wash. They're located on Skyland Boulevard right next door to Alabama One, or you can find them online at overflowexpresswash.com. Andy Phillips and his team look forward to making you a part of their team. Nick Saban calls it the process. John Maxwell said that everything rises and falls on it. And Coach Wooden said it's what you learn after you think you know it all that makes the difference. What am I talking about? Leadership and personal development. Is your organization, your school, your church, your family, are they receiving the proper level of leadership development and personal development? If not, the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring can help you with that. We have our pep talks, which is a one to one and a half hour lunch and learn, which we can customize to meet your needs 
or we have some topics that we present that we know can help your organization. And if you're looking for one-on-one mentoring and coaching, we can also assist you with that. Visit peptalks35.com. That's peptalks35.com. Or send an email to martin at martinhouston.org. That's the Empowerment Center for Leadership and Mentoring. Welcome back to the Martin Houston Show, the sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, on your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Martin Houston Show. Hey, look, we got... we try to do things here where we have a lot of interaction with our listeners, and uh, sometimes that prevents us from getting to all of the topics we want to get to on a given day. But, hey, we're going to be here every day, Monday through Friday from 6 to 7 a.m. So we just kick the, kick the can down the road. OC for the day. We're not going to get to that conversation. Uh, if you have a thought, I know that C.J. Watson had an idea for a, a play. We'll, we'll work that into the conversation uh, on tomorrow. Uh, Mizzou wins if we didn't get to that as well. We did talk about the ugliest part of the game, turnover, special teams, mental mistakes, conditioning, officiating amongst them. Uh, rain could definitely uh, be an issue if that were to happen. And I know what the forecasters say, but I don't believe those guys uh, half the time because they're wrong half the time, right? So what we're doing right now is we're having our first edition of True False, and after that we'll end the show with a fourth quarter edition of the Johnson & Marshall Dentistry Christian Moment of the Week. I kick it over the glass to you, uh, Joe, for our first edition of True False. All right, Martin. Good morning. It's my first time doing this. I've got three Alabama questions and two other SEC questions. Uh Are you ready? (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. True or false? Devontae Smith will outgain Najee Harris from yards yards from scrimmage on Saturday. Oh, man. Okay. So our listeners have been saying, Joe, that Najee Harris, the lowest prediction we have on Najee Harris uh, is 123 yards so far. So if our, our listeners and our viewers are correct, that means that Devontae would have to have uh, over 123 yards receiving. Uh, are you saying total? Can I can I? Yeah, can all, I say all purpose. Yep, we'll do all purpose. From, from Just from the line of scrimmage of the offensive side of the ball. Correct. Oh wow! I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say true. I'm gonna say, oh man, God, Joe, what, what are you starting off with? That's a difficult one. Oh, uh, let me see. Devontae Smith, a uh, couple big passes. Yeah, uh, and, and I give you insight into my um, my first play was was a pass play actually to Devontae Smith. Off of a play action of Najee, which is going to be like seventy-five yards right off the bat. <laughs> so, so he don't have to get another what sixty the rest of the game. I'm going to go out on a limb and say true, Joe. That uh, that they also incorporate him maybe even in a, a in a, a speed sweep or two. I like that. I like that. All right, true or false? Will Anderson will lead the team in sacks on Saturday. I don't know if I'm going out on a limb on this one. <laughs> uh, based on everything we've heard about Will Anderson, uh, just kind of, it's kind of it's almost scary, Joe, when you think about how good Will Anderson is. It, I mean, just from the conversation, 
Uh, do you remember a guy getting this much hype on the defensive side of the ball? We, we know offensive guys always get this kind of hype, right? Because, you know, it's easy to see what they do when you go to the scrimmage. But I don't know, I don't know of any defensive player that has gotten this much hype. Uh, have you seen it in, in your time of falling the tide? Oh, no, for, no, definitely not. I mean, maybe so, Mika, so, maybe Mika, but, but, but even still, uh, not, not off the edge like this. Yeah. And, and that's right. Even when you've had the, it, it's been some DBs. It's got a lot of love, you know, like Minka and in sort of the same way, we, we've kind of had the Brian Branch, Malachi Moore conversations, but never have we had people talking about, uh, I can't remember the last time we talked about, Hey, this guy's a generational talent. And we were referring to a defensive player who's not played a single play. And we didn't. And by the way, Joe, this was all without having spring. So, so, so you could imagine what we'd be saying if this guy actually had a spring practice as well. So I'm going to say true, uh, based on everything I've heard coming out of camp. I'm going to say Will Anderson leads the team, uh, with, uh, two, two and a half, uh, sacks. All right. I like that too. And true or false, we will see Paul Tyson in the game on Saturday. Paul Tyson, uh, um, I doing more than Tyson, holding a field goal. <laughs> doing more than holding a field goal. Will, will, will we see Paul Tyson behind center? I say Paul Tyson is a guy that has uh, quietly been getting better at Alabama. Uh, and despite the hype that has followed Bryce Young, I think Paul Tyson has what it takes to be a, a good quarterback uh, and and has what it takes to, to get out there. And so I'm going to say true we will see Paul Tyson uh, on the football field. And we may, based on how much they play Bryce Young, we may get to see him uh, in this year maybe a little different. We actually may see him on the field and him actually run a little bit of the offense because of the impact of COVID. Uh, you could be down so much easier to a second or third team quarterback uh, without there being a, a on the field in a true width him actually getting some reps or putting the ball in the air. All right, that, we're going to step. We're staying in the conference, but outside of Alabama. True or false, Kentucky will go to Jordan Hare and beat Auburn this weekend. I, I have not. Oh, wow. Uh, I've seen several um, of the professionals out there uh, on, on national media say that Kentucky – uh, has a great opportunity to go down and beat Auburn because Auburn, Joe, appears to have been impacted uh, in terms of their process of practicing and consistency uh, with everything going on. Uh, but Kevin Steele uh, seems to be able to keep plugging and playing with uh, that defense. And so I think the defense, even though they lost a lot of key players, I think that their defense will be strong enough against Kentucky. Let's bring back their quarterback that they lost last year, so they won't be wildcat the whole game. Uh, I think they'll make it interesting, but I think uh, the growth of sophomore quarterback Knicks, along with uh, their running game, I think may be too much for Kentucky's defense. So I'll, I'll say uh, false. Kentucky doesn't get the upset, but they make it interesting. All right, here we go. And the last one, we'll go to Mississippi. Mike Leach and Mississippi State have a better chance to pull an upset off over LSU than Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss have a, uh, to pull an upset over Florida. 
LSU is a 16-and-a-half-point favorite. Florida, 14-and-a-half-point favorite, according to the folks in Las Vegas. Mm. Ole Miss versus Florida. Mississippi State versus LSU. Uh, I'm going to say that Lane Kiffin makes it more interesting against Florida uh, than um, Mississippi State uh, makes it against LSU. I think LSU... Uh, has more talent. I do think Orgeron has had a rough offseason, but I'm going to say true, no, false, since you said. I think Ole Miss actually makes it tougher uh, on the Florida Gators than the other way around Mississippi State over them. Uh, So that wraps up (laughs) true, false. Uh, What what are your thoughts in, in terms of that real quick? Uh, I, I think Will Anderson is pretty is pretty highly rated. I think uh, we will see him, and he'll get into the backfield. I think that Najee Harris will have a tough time outgaining uh, Devontae Smith because he's going to probably seed carries to Trey Sanders and Brian Robinson and Jace. Uh, I think it'll be a short day for Najee. And then for Paul Tyson, I think we'll see him. Uh, I'm not sure we'll see him do anything more than hand the ball off. Uh, I did pick Kentucky in our in our uh, okay. office picks. Um, and I think I agree with you that Lane Kiffin will have a better chance uh, to beat Florida than Mike Leach and Miss, uh, beat Miss, uh, LSU. I, we, I know we got to get the break, but C.J. Watson had a true-false question, and I'll throw it to you. John Mechie has more receiving yards than Waddle and Smitty due to the type of hype and coverage that will be placed on those two guys. True or false? False. 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 <laughs> I, 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 Waddle's I special, man. I, I, I would – Say if that was a uh, if you had asked that question last year uh, with Waddle had uh, been the third guy because I'd seen enough of him I might say true but I have not seen enough of Matchy to say that Smith who always rises to the occasion uh, in big games I think he'll be fine even though he'll have more attention on him and then Waddle's going to get touches and don't forget the little speed sweep that we pitched to him is receiving yards as well. Uh, that wraps up our True False Edition. Coming back on the other side, we'll have our weekly catch-up with Scotty Hollins at Johnson & Marshall Dentistry. Christian, moment of the week. Tide 100.9 Traffic. From the Townsend Nissan Traffic Center, no active wrecks, but our roadways are a bit wet, so please drive carefully. We also have some slow traffic on 69 up near Martin Road and congestion on Scotland at McFarland. If you see other conditions, just give us a call. It's the fall savings spectacular, and it's going on right now at Townsend Nissan. You'll get top dollar for your trade today. I'm Captain Ray. Here's what's trending on the Tuscaloosa thread. Good morning. Alabama Secretary of State John Merrill believes the state may see a record turnout of voters in the November general election. The Tuscaloosa is basing that prediction on the amount of absentee ballots already cast, some 18,000. Merrill believes 75% of Alabama's registered voters will cast ballots. After closing in mid-March due to the pandemic, the Bryant Museum now back open under some tight regulations. Keep up with the local news on TuscaloosaThread.com. I'm Don Hartley, Town Square Media, Tuscaloosa. Hello, this is Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show. And I want to tell you about Tuscaloosa Custom Carving. If you're looking for a way to add value to your home, 
make your flower beds pop, make your landscaping stand out from your neighbors, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help you do just that. They have numerous styles, but they feature the Moroccan Stone Curb Series, which includes four great styles and unlimited color choices. That's Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing. They are the one that can help you stand out from your neighbors. Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, 205-331-6823. You may also find yourself with the need for a custom size stone or, or custom shaped stone, then Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing can help with that as well. Paul Fuller and his team are waiting on your call right now for that free quote. And if you tell them that Martin Houston with the Martin Houston Show told you to stop by, you'll get a big discount. So call Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing at 205-331-6823 or visit them online at Tuscaloosa Custom Curbing, LLC. The sound of Bama sports. Your show, your team, the Martin Houston Show. On your home for Alabama sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Welcome back into the Martin Houston Show. Tide 100.9, Alabama One Insurance, alabamaoneinsurance.com. Uh, they are one of the great sponsors of this program, and uh, we'd love the opportunity to assist you with your insurance needs. Check us out online at albumoneinsurance.com or call us at 205-342-0112. It's now time for our weekly catch-up with Scotty Hollins, the Johnson & Marshall Dentistry Christian Moment of the Week. Johnson & Marshall Dentistry, you can find them online at dentisttuscaloosa.com. That's dentist with an S, tuscaloosa.com. Located just off of Hargrove Road, Johnson Marshall Dentistry, giving you a smile that lasts a lifetime and creating a beautiful smile. Speaking of creating a beautiful smile, every time we get an opportunity to catch up with Scotty, I'm always blessed and uh, leave with a smile on my face. Scotty, it's now time for you to encourage us how to incorporate our faith into our daily walk, whether it's the boardroom, the classroom, or our chosen field of play. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Martin. I want to start off by giving a shout-out to the city schools who are starting back uh, this week, and they've gone to school Monday and Tuesday. My kids are going to school Wednesday, Thursday, and they're going to do that staggered, um, uh, I guess, format for two or three weeks. So giving a shout-out to my, my four kids, Champ, Jonathan, Livy, and Austin, who are going to school this morning. Jonathan's having a tough time, but praying that God will strengthen him <laughs> persevere today so uh but uh hey I, I wanted to kind of continue with our our uh, our, our uh, theme with David and um just looking at his life and I'm going to skip some chapters I think we were on chapter 18 first Samuel 18 last time we're going to first Samuel 24 today and I, I want to point out something to you guys um uh, that that I've seen that has re- really encouraged me um just in terms of who David was remember God said He's a man after my own heart. Um, God says that, hey, man looks at the outward appearance, but I look at the heart. And God saw something in David um, it, that, that was different. And I want to I continue to pull out those differences. I want to continue to pull out what I would call the heart of a champion, what I would call the heart of a man who um, essentially, again, is after God's own heart. And so think about what caused David to actually be willing to fight the giant. Okay? Here, here it is. Want to know how? Uh, what, what, what caused that, Martin? Yes. What caused that was he valued God even above his life. You follow that? So, yes. so he valued God above his life to the point where 
this giant was dishonoring his God. And he's like, look, that can't happen because, you know, my God is to be honored and glorified. You will not talk poorly of him, and I will defend him to, even if I have to die to defend him. Well, as we know, he didn't die. He defeated the giant by God's grace and with God's power and in God's strength, he defeated that giant. And he is now very famous. Uh, and, and, and also what we've seen is fame isn't always the best thing. <laughs> He's got a target on his back uh, because, of, because of his fame. And so we fast forward to 1 uh, Samuel chapter 24, and Saul is now trying to kill David. The same Saul who asked David to help him is now saying, look, everybody likes you more than they like me, so you got to go. And so right. uh, we bring ourselves to 1 Samuel 24. And, and I want the, the question I want to pose, and I only have a few minutes now, but the question I, question I want to po- pose to each of you this morning is, what do you value most? Okay? Who do you value most? Because, um, you know, you've heard me say this, what we think about God uh, impacts everything else we think. Uh, it's the lens through which we see life. And I'm going to tell you this, when it comes to truly obeying God and walking in obedience to him, um, through the difficult and, 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 and scary and, 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 and just significant struggles of our lives, I'm going to tell you this, if, if you value anything more than him, then a lot of times you're going to squirm your way out of that obedience. And, and what I want to show you, and, and I'm not saying you, we, so let me put myself in that category as well. Absolutely. What I want to show you is how David valued God most, and as a result, it led him to obey. So here's what we got. Saul is trying to, he's been chasing David. He actually finds out because David's now famous, so he can't, like, hide in a city. If, if he's there, everybody's like, hey, man, y'all know that dude David is in our town now? And so the word always gets back to Saul, and Saul found out, hey, he's in this certain city. Saul chases him, and David's hiding in the cave. Saul goes into the cave to get him. I mean, I'm sorry, Saul goes, goes into the cave to use the restroom. All right? David is in the cave, and, and, and so now David's buddies are saying, look, God has delivered Saul into our hands. Let's get him. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and, and David says, no, that's not the way the Lord wants this to happen. In other words, uh, I know that's what you guys say. My friends are telling me to, to, to kind of end our uh, ordeal of running away from Saul. But God's plan is different. Um, God wants me to, to, to not touch him, to not harm him. If God wants to take Saul out, he can do it. And, and David actually cuts off a corner of Saul's robe. And once Saul leaves out of the, the, uh, the cave, David calls to him and says, look, look at the corner of your robe and look, I could have killed you, but I didn't. And he says, look, why, why, are you, why do you keep listening to those, all those people who are telling you that I'm out to harm you? I'm showing you right now, I love you. I have nothing but good for you. And here's what I want you to see. David had a chance to end his suffering or what he would have thought was his suffering. Right? He could have ended the, the, you know, this pursuit of Saul to try to kill him. But what he chose to do rather than to do that was he chose to obey God in which as he obeyed God, he put himself in a posture of continuing to have to trust him. Yeah. Hey, that is such an awesome word. And this week we've actually talked about uh, the promise of God. Uh, yeah. Did you put more faith in the God of the promise than the promise of God? Uh, and David had a great promise, but trust the God of the promise more than he did the promise himself. So, yeah. uh, what an awesome word. Thank you, Scotty. Tell the listeners real quick where they can find you. Yeah, you can go to www.blueprintsubsolution.com. Send me a message there. Straight to my email. 
All right. That does it for today. Thanks, Scotty. We'll catch up with you next week. I'm Martin Houston. Right, That's Joe Gaither. That's Scotty Holland's Blueprint Ministry. Remember this, trust in the Lord always. Lean not your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your past. Roll Tide. We'll have recruiting and more on tomorrow right here at 6 a.m. on the Martin Houston Show. Roll Tide. Yeah.